Welcome to the Making Our Way podcast, where we are here to talk about navigating life in an unfamiliar and often complex world. My name is Chaz, and I am one of your co-hosts, and today I am joined, as always, by my other co-host, Lane. How are you doing today, Lane? I'm good. I like some sunshine. That would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah, and we are glad to be back. I know we have been sort of gone for a little bit, uh, sort of taking a break around the Christmas and New Year time, but we are ready to get back into the swing of things. So hopefully you'll be seeing these uh, show up regularly in your in your podcast feed, wherever you get that from. Um, and we are glad to sort of be back after um, after some time away. Anything you want to say to the folks that have maybe coming back to us? Glad to be back. It is good to be back, isn't it? This is, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Like when you, when you step away from something for a little bit, you realize like, oh man, I do actually miss that. You kind of need those, you need those rest moments. So this is a good lesson in there somewhere. So um, in this episode, we are going to be talking about simplicity uh, and just the, how simplicity plays in our life and how simplicity particularly sort of plays itself out in the world that we are continuing to find ourselves in, which is a very strange, and as we said uh, in our in our subtitle, often complex and strange world. Uh, and so, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about simplicity, but before we do that, we are going to start off our podcast with the segment that we always start our podcast off with, which is spinning our compass. Uh, and in this segment, one of us is going to talk about what's standing out to us in life, whether it's something that's exciting, something that can be disorienting, a place where we found meaning, a place where you maybe feel lost. And I'm up to bat for this one. And what I wanted to sort of mention uh, that's been really, I don't know which direction it's spinning the compass, because in some ways it's like, it's hopeful in some ways it's like sobering, but it was, um, just all the news about like the, like the vaccine sort of beginning to roll out. And that's been like really hopeful to see. Um, you know, I think for us here in North Carolina, when we're recording this, uh, they just announced that like they've given a timeline for teachers and some other people to begin to, to get vaccinated. And I think there's a little bit of like, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, maybe. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, I think there's also, it's still the sobering reality of like, it's still a long way to go. And I think both of those things are, are kind of, they're, they're both sort of like in there for me today. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to do with that, but I don't know. I felt, um, yeah, I felt really hopeful at times, but then the other times it's like, oh, okay, this is still. It's like you have a glimmer of sunshine and some clouds. Yeah, and it's and I think that's just sort of like I don't know. That just feels like life now. So uncertain. Yes, uncertain for sure. So um, that is um, that's what's spinning the compass this week for me. Uh, and so we're just gonna go, go ahead and dive right into. Um, what we're going to talk about today, our topic of simplicity, which uh, Lane, you sort of uh, got us um, got us prepped for this topic. So why don't you get us into it? Well, I spent a lot of time thinking about simplicity. And of course, it's always good to go to the dictionary, isn't it? <laughs> and um, one dictionary says simplicity is a qu- the quality of being plain. Hmm. 
Simplicity describes a lack of ornamentation, like a Christmas tree that is only decorated with white lights instead of being fancied up with lots of ornaments and tinsel and multicolored bulbs. The noun simplicity also means freedom from hardship or effort like the simplicity of hanging out on your porch. Simplicity can also describe something easy to accomplish or to understand. And I think the, the word simplicity and the concept of simplicity has really stood out for me during the COVID pandemic because in many ways our lives have become more simple and yet also at the same time paradoxically more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe uh, more simple in the fact that we don't have some of the um, things that normally weigh us down that we're trying to do um, are, are so many involvements. Uh, I hear a lot of people saying that they're able to spend just more simple quality time with families. So maybe one of the things that we've been reminded of during the pandemic or when we've been in quarantine or when we've been isolated is this sort of startling reality that we can live meaningful lives with less less things, less busyness, and uh, and less distraction. I was thinking about this in terms of like what I was talking about earlier with sort of like this sort of in-between stage where we are seem like we're moving in a direction with the vaccines and, and we don't know like how that's going to, like what's going to happen next. And I don't, do you feel like that, that busyness and those things are going to come like rushing back in? I've been thinking about that. Like is, uh, is know. it going to be like, like a, like a, you know, like a dam that's been holding back water. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that, like, there's going to be this moment and it may not be this year, it may not be. Right. But is there, is that going to come flooding back or do you think we're going to act like, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some mixture of, of all of it, but I don't know. I was thinking about that. Are we going to, what are we going to do when that, when we can add the busyness back in? Right. I think I've been thinking about that too. I think there will be some of that that will add back some things. But I think there's going to be a lot of businesses that decide that it's a better thing for their employees to work at home. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, what I've read, people are more productive. Yeah, it's, it, that's interesting too. They're, they're getting more done. And so I think there will be some things that will be left behind. But I think our human need... Mm-hmm to justify ourselves or to make ourselves look busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> appear The appearance to, to of a, busyness. Yes, to appear busy so that we sort of um, anchor our worth sometimes in our busyness. Mm-hmm. I think some of that will come back. I, I hope I hope it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I know I hope that for myself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I don't know, it just makes me wonder like, I think that's I think that's one of the good reasons to talk about simplicity now and and sort of these you know like I think there's a there's a natural way to sort of like we've been we've been sort of forced into things that are like you said like simple by 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 just by nature of the way things are going um but at the same time like you know we've also experienced like the increase of of like stress and hardship. And so that that's this weird, this weird dichotomy is things are like, things have slowed down, but at the same time feel very, 
I don't know. Because in trying to in trying to figure out how to do things differently, that's caused a lot more stress. Yeah. And, and I feel like we I think part of part of the challenge of of today, and this is maybe just the challenge of life that's just being shown to us today, is like how do we how do we embrace the that idea of simplicity in a rhythm of life in a way that that helps us to deal with all the crazy. And I think that's I think that's the thing that people have discovered in this is that they've been able to add some of that simplicity to their lives during COVID, and that's been a silver lining, mm-hmm. um, even in the midst of all the craziness. Um, the, other, the other sort of definition that, that I liked was, um, if simplicity is the gift of stripping a thing of irrelevancies and getting to the point, then perhaps the silver lining in this pandemic has been the stripping away of some of the things that make life way too complicated. And even though I love all of my technology, technological devices, I love my iPhone, I love all these things, I think that in a way those things make life more complicated mm-hmm. in, a, in a different sense. You know, I was thinking the other day about when I was in college and I had my car broke down and I didn't have a, and I was in the, I was in a rural area <laughs> and I didn't have a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. And there was all, I, I think there was less a sense of panic because mm-hmm. you just, you just walk to a gas station. That's all you, you can do. Yeah. And you find, you know, I called somebody and if they answered, you just waited till they, but now it's like, you know, you're frantic if somebody's not automatically mm-hmm. answering your phone call or your right. text or it just seems to me that. Um, sometimes we make life too complicated. Yeah, I love. I really like that that line stripping uh, stripping a thing of irrelevance of of irrelevancies. And that's you know I think it's a, I think it's a good thing to think about like what is like what is helpful in in like what is what is what is been like what is beneficial. What is what are the things that don't sort of bog you down um, because in some ways that helps you to confront the, the moments that are more complex and uncertain um, because you, we, I think we get sort of those, all of those, all of the noise becomes as I know for me, at least it becomes like you just, you almost want to, you, you tend to turn the noise up just so you can block out everything else. And I think for, for a lot of people, there's been elements of that noise that have been cut off for us, and we've been sort of forced to deal with what to do with our just our own thoughts and stuff. Um, and I do think that's, I, I, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a tough challenge, but I do think, um, I do think it's one that that really, it, that's good to confront. I guess is what I'm saying. And, and maybe that's why there's been a rise in some anxiety and depression. Because, yeah, I think so. We're because sort we of are left. alone with our thoughts, and yeah, we're just left with just and, and and that's and I think that's difficult to unless we have unless we have a practice of um of being with our thoughts and being with the like the hard and difficult and negative thoughts too. Like I think that's that's part of the this idea of um sort of distractions and stuff. It's always this this compulsion to like enjoy or this compulsion to um, 
you know, have what you want or to be happy or to be purpose driven or to have a, you know, a purpose in life. And, and I think there are like, it's natural to, to struggle with those things. Um, and I think, I think sort of simplifying and turning down the noise, it can turn up the anxiety too. And that's why we need, we need something to, something to help us with that. You know, we need, we need a, we need a practice or a process or a, or a something that can, that not that it just takes it away, but that we worked through it. Yes. Because then, because I think if we can work through some of that stuff that's brought up, then we're more able to live simply. Yeah, exactly. You realize you, you stop the, all the things that become busy no longer are serving the purpose that they are. And that's when I see somebody who was like, I'm always amazed when they, they have this sort of like, they're just not invested in the stuff. You know, it's not that they think that, you know, phones are evil or technology is evil or whatever, but they just like, there's just no investment in it. And I think that is, I think finding ways to practice that, I think are really important. They have good boundaries with their technology. Yeah. <laughs> and one, I mean, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a, um, I think technology is one area. I think people are another, like, just like there are so many times where we just, we do the same thing with like people that we do with technology. Like we have people in our lives that we like, that we probably know are challenging to us or toxic to us, but we just keep going, going back because the, we, we, there's something about that dysfunction that we draw energy off of. And it, it helps us to sort of hide our, it helps us to distract or helps us to cover up some stuff when, when a more simple process is also going to bring, bring up some, some unfamiliar stuff too. It's a simplicity that doesn't just give us an, an easy out or an easy answer to things too. It, it helps us to deal with those irregularities and complexities. And, you know, I think a, a, a prayerful meditative practice mm-hmm. in our lives or something that we do that can give us time to be alone and yeah. be with ourselves and be with God you know, that can help to center us, but we, we tend to, we let all the distractions and the irrelevant things of life keep us from that too. And that's, that's so much a part, I think, of our health and our well-being, yeah. um, to be centered back to that place that reminds us of those things that are simple. Stacy Bookman has um, a podcast, and I've forgotten the name of it, but she wrote an article called The Beauty of Simplicity, and she, she talks about how simple living flies in the face of the common values of the Western world because living simply entails, and she uses that word again, stripping away the non-essential and fo- focusing your time and energy on the things that matter the most. And when I read that, I was reminded of a HD. TV segment that my wife and I saw on these people that are building these houses that are like one room. Oh, the tiny houses? The tiny houses. Yes. And they have a loft. Yes. And they really have everything in them that you need. They do. They do. And and most of these folks spend their lives in other ways outside of the home. Mm-hmm. You know, they 
it's really kind of cool. Yeah, I think that is that is interesting. Um, I've there's been plenty of times where I think I think I've I've sort of like man, I think I could. I mean, I don't know if like all my, my I definitely have too much stuff to yeah, fit in one of those. I do too. But there is something that part of me is like, man, there's something really aspiring and inspiring about that and freeing. Yeah. Um, and I think it is sort of like, there is this idea of it sort of going against sort of Western Western values, particularly like the, you know, the idea of just consumerism, you know, an accumulation that accumulating and consuming products and commodities are going to, that that's what's going to help us. And so, and I'm just as victim as that as anybody, you know, like don't just come look at my bookshelf or, the amount of fountain pens that I own and like, you'll realize, both guilty of that. yeah, you'll realize like even in sort of going after those things, you're like, Oh yeah, this doesn't, it's still going to leave. It's not going to do anything. I mean, it's not going to do anything other than give you another thing. For more. Yeah. Um, and, and that, and we, and we need something to sort of push back against that. Cause we're sort of told like, even if it's, even if we don't say it consciously and even if we don't, you know, ever aspire to be like a millionaire with tons of cars or, you know, like this image of like excessive wealth, even, even for the normal person, there is still this, like, if I can, if I can, if I can consume or if I can get, or if I can something, then that's going to solve a problem or it's going to make me, it's going to make me feel something better than I do now. Um, and that is that sort of Western mindset that, that can be very dangerous. Um, that simplicity, I think, pushes back on. I sort of thought about how simplicity has always been a hallmark, I think, of the Moravian experience um, when it comes to faith. We even mention non-essentials in our motto, and essentials um, things, we find unity. In non-essential things, uh, liberty of thought and expression. And then Zinzendorf, who is one of our tradition's great theologians, he expressed the need for simplicity in the life of faith. And I love this question that's found in some of his writings. Is not Christianity a simple thing? What do you think he meant by that, Chaz? To me, there's just a level of like accessibility that it's not a, that it's not a, it's not a complex hoop of things that you have to go through. It's not some, sort of grand sort of philosophical system of way of understanding life that needs to be, you know, analyzed for years and years before you understand even the smallest bit of it. But like there is, it just, it is, it is a reflection of the way life is. Um, and it, it, it has the most, like Christianity will have the most power in our lives when we let it be simple. Um, I think there are plenty of times where we overcomplicate um, faith uh, and we turn it away from the centrality, which is like Christ and him crucified, right? Like there is this like, and, and I think, I think it's not an easy thing to make something simple. And I think that's, you know, I think about this like when you're writing or when you're doing anything, like it's easy to sort of like go on and on and on and on and on and and fill and fill up pages with words, but to be clear and simple is often way more difficult. 
you know, when you look at like a, an art, a work of art, like a minimalist sort of painting and you realize like it may not be much, but in the, like there is so much there and what's not there. Um, and I think, I think Zinzendorf picked up on that about Christianity that there is like, it's, you know, sort of the keep it simple, stupid, you know, like, you know, like the more we, but in that simplicity, there's also an infinite amount of depth too. And I think that's the, that's the challenge is, you know, when we find the simplicity, we also find a depth and an intimacy at the same time. And I think that's where um, he talks about Christianity as being heart religion. Right. And I think that's where the depth and the intimacy come into the whole equation because I think for Zinzendorf, and I'm certainly not a Zinzendorf scholar, but that relationship with God and others Mm -hmm. was at the heart of the Christian faith. Yeah, and I think that's why for him, like, it wasn't, um, there was never a thought or there was never a drive to make, um, you know, what he was doing with the Moravians or what he was doing in his movement. Like, it he wasn't concerned about making another church or establishing another denomination, even though like historically that's sort of how it panned out. Like what he, he had no interest in, in sort of doing that. That wasn't his end goal. You know, I think at, during his time, there was all of these questions of like, well, you have to be a church because of like state church and it had to do with your citizenship and all this kind of crazy stuff. But like at the heart, he was like, I don't really care about that. Like this is about sort of like, understanding this is the simplicity of Christianity that that doesn't get bogged down in those things. And I think that's something that we can, we can continue to aspire to. Cause you know, I was, I was thinking about when, when the small village of, of Heronhut was established, which is where he allowed the Moravian refugees to live on his property in Saxony, that there was this influx of other Protestants mm-hmm. And they started arguing over all of these finer points of of doctrine. Mm-hmm. And Zinzendorf goes out and spends his time in the homes of the people in the village trying to bring about reconciliation between them relationally. Right. He was more <laughs> he was more concerned about that mm-hmm. than and bringing the community together than all of these you know finer points of of doctrine and. And I think there's something to be said for that today that um, we need to simply concentrate more on those relationships. Yeah. And I think it also like it says something about when we say we're focusing on doctrine or belief or whatever, like it, it may actually just be about relationships. And when we're trying to get mad about somebody with doctrine, like maybe we're actually mad at them because like, they offended us in some way. And then we, we, we find these other ways of uh, like, it's, it's a lot easier to sort of be, to cast somebody out because they don't believe the same way that you do than it is to say like, you hurt me and like, or like, or the guilt of like, maybe I hurt you and I need to, I need an excuse so that I don't have to feel bad about that. You know, I need, I need to make you into something else. Um, But when we begin to really, like it's interesting the way that we we use we use the concept of beliefs um and this is who i this is my identity and this is who i am um to really like 
cover over and, and help us to not deal with the, like the, the messy interpersonal stuff. Um, because for a lot of us, like that's really, that's what's going, you know, that's affecting us all. You know, we all, we're, we're, we're never going to get along, even if we all believe the exact same thing. And if we do, we're trick, you know, like we're deceiving each other somewhere. Um, and so going to the heart of it and going to the, to the, just that simplicity of being in the, in the, the difficulty of human relationships is, I think, pretty, is, is, is something that it, it doesn't just happen. Like naturally we divide, I think naturally we're, we're, we're prone to sort of cut ourselves up and divide ourselves and to, and to other ourselves and to, um, but if we take the time to focus and to simplify, then we can see beyond those things. Right. And I mean, if that's what, if that's what God and came to us in Christ to establish a deeper relationship with us, then it's through that simple faith in Christ that we can develop a deeper relationship with one another when we're willing, willing to risk. Yeah. I think it goes, goes back to think for Zinzendorf, like what was so, what was so central, not, not that just Christ was central, but it was this, this picture of, of this wounded Jesus. Um, that that re- all, that always reflects back on who we are, um, and that those like that idea of of God as as wounded as one who is is fractured like we are, and that that doesn't get that doesn't get fixed in the resurrection, um, because Jesus comes back just as wounded as he was before, um, and I think that's to show us even in this even as we overcome, like we move forward by seeing the, the fractured and brokenness. Um, and I think that's, I think that's what, that's what God shows us on the cross, right? Like that's what it, that's what is revealed. That is what is unveiled. Um, that, that there is, we were connected and we, and we go deeper and we, we begin to solve the problems of this world when we, when we acknowledge and move through the brokenness and we got to get rid of the distractions to get there, you know, like we've got, that's where the simplicity part comes in. And, um, and we got to find ways to be okay with that, that tension. When we, when we peel stuff back, we're going to get, it's going to get angsty a little bit. You know, and I, I was thinking the other day, wouldn't it be nice if all of our elected leaders in Washington could do this? Yeah. You know, if they could just sit down at a table and be real with one another mm-hmm. and and honest about motivations and mm-hmm. and really get at the heart of what the issues are and how can we together, you know, strip ourselves of all this stuff that we bring to the table and do something for people mm-hmm. to help people in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's something where I struggle to find hope. <laughs> yeah. It's that is different. And I think that's where we have to, like, we have to, like, we have to build the bridge ourselves in some ways, you know? Um, and we can't rely on anybody else. Um, we can't rely. There is no, there is no expert other out there that's going to make it better for us. Um, because all of those people are just as, divided and um, inside as anybody else. And I think 
when we get into these moments of like, I have to show strength and dominance and power, what you're really doing is pushing down your own divisions even farther. Like you're, you're pushing that away. Um, you know, and I think that's where, when Christ says like, you know, in order to find your life, you have to lose it. If there's a biblical scholar out there listening, correct me on this. Cause I might be wrong, but I think so. I think in that translation that like in the, in the original, it's, it's in, in seeking you find. Um, and, um, I'm losing the exact quote, but there's something about like the, the way that that's, that that's structured, that it's not about like, it's in the, it's in the seeking that you find, you or know, in the knocking that the doors open. Yeah. Or, um, and in, um, in the losing that you gain, you know? And so this is, I think there's something really important about that concept because, um, doing that means that we have to, we have to unearth some of that difficult stuff. Um, and we need, like, we need communities to do that in because it's not, we're not designed to do that by ourselves. Um, and in some ways that, you know, the pandemic has taught us, like, it can be dangerous to do that by yourself. Exactly. Um, and we need, like, we need that, um, we need a safe place for vulnerability um, and, and, a, and a place to sort of acknowledge, acknowledge all of those things. Which is our next topic. It is. <laughs> vulnerability. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, so th- that's our, that's coming up uh, next week. So. I'll leave you with this thought. Um from one of our um, founders of our church. He wrote a hymn, and the first line is, When simplicity we cherish, then the soul is full of light. Mm. To me, that's a beautiful thought. It is a good one. That's one of those, like, tape on your monitor, tape on your window kind of sayings. The soul is full of light. Yeah. Yeah, when simplicity we cherish, then the soul is full of light. That's Yeah, that's a good one. This is a great, a great topic. I really enjoy talking about this. Anything else you want to add into simplicity lane? I would just say, you know, try to make all of us make sim- simple changes every day. You know, yeah. can't do it all at once. But yeah, and that's I think I think that's something. Whenever we talk about any topic, that it's never about the thing. There's always grace. That it's never about like once I master simplicity. <laughs> <laughs> then I've got it because then it just becomes like anything else. The podcast is making our way, not like how to find something we've made our way. Yeah. Or how to make your way or something <laughs> like that. Like it has, like it is, it is about like, it's never ending. It's about establishing rhythms and things like that. Um, so like Lane said, we'll be um, our next topic on the docket is vulnerability because uh, we thought these two might be good to have back to back to each other. So we'll be talking about that next week. Um, and we end out our podcast with a recommendation and I am up for our recommendation this week. And one that I thought would go well with this topic is there is a Netflix documentary documentary called minimalist. Let me make sure I get the title right. 
no, sorry, Minimalism is the title of the documentary. And it is still on Netflix. Um, and it is a great, um, it sort of gets at this idea, particularly of sort of like the struggles of Western consumer culture and um, the anxiety that's produced in our sort of modern age. Um, it's a few years old now, but still very good. Um, and there's also, I believe the same folks do a podcast called The Minimalists, and I would highly suggest that podcast as well. Um, I've listened to a few episodes, and it's quite good. Um, and But the documentary is just, it's pretty well done and really, you know, sort of eye-opening about this sort of like how to, and it's it's not done from sort of a religious or spiritual perspective at all. It's done from just sort of a like how to simplify your life and 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 sort of de-stress things. Um, and they give some really practical tips too. So it's a good, it's a good one. So I would suggest checking out minimalism on Netflix. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to the making our way podcast. We hope you will go and leave us, um, a comment on, particularly on iTunes. If you give us like a review on iTunes, ask a, a question on iTunes, go there. Um, and we'd love to interact um, we've also on Facebook at Making Our Way Podcast. You can find us there. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we hope you subscribe. We hope you are around for this journey with us. And we thank you for everybody who's joined us so far. Grace and peace, everybody. Peace.